Good morning. My name is Opal Hope Bennett. I'm one of the programmers with the Aspen Shorts Fest Film Festival, and it's my pleasure to uh, introduce you to some of our filmmakers who are here attending with us. Uh, so I will hand it over to you guys to introduce yourselves to the audience. Let's start with yeah, Thomason. Of course. Well, my name is Thomason Adebeju. Uh, I'm a writer-director. Uh, my film played uh, here yesterday, so very happy to actually be here. So. And yeah. your film is? Uh, Appreciation. Appreciation. It's a short film. Yeah, my name is uh, Fanny Overson. I'm originally from Sweden, but I am here with a Norwegian film. It's my graduation film from the Norwegian Film School. It's called Shepak. It's screened uh, Wednesday. It's my first time in Aspen. It's wonderful to be here. Welcome. Thank you. Uh, I'm Dekel Berenson, and I'm originally from Israel, but now I'm based in the UK. And I'm here with a film that uh, I made in Nepal called Shmina, which is screening on Saturday. Excellent. Welcome to all of you. Thanks for coming to chat with us a little bit. Um, so all of your films are female forward films. You have female protagonists um, and they are covering a wide array of circumstances and ages. Uh, I'd love for you to give us a synopsis, a, a brief uh, overview of uh, what your film is about. Yeah, of course. Well. I'll start. Um, my film, it was shot in South London, and it, it's set in this church, basically, there, and it um, follows this pastor who questions her faith when this uh, tragic event happens in her life. Um, and for me, because I, I was raised in a church, I really wanted to capture what really happened in the church. So, and it, it deals with themes around love, uh, death, uh, grief, and faith. Um, and for me, I think, you know, my, my actress is incredibly brilliant, but I want to make films about strong female characters, because I think it's incredibly rare. Uh, and I find that, you know, you can, there's so much more feeling and emotion when you have somebody that can really capture a scene really well. So, so yeah, um, and it's, we, we shot it last year, and so the fact that I'm actually here sharing the film is so humbling. It's only our second festival as well, so it's just really, really wonderful oh, experience. That's great. So, yeah. You like to bring uh, the new hot films to, uh, to our Aspen audience, so. And Sheepak. Uh, Shepak is about a group of 11-year-old girls. Uh, they're celebrating a birthday inside a, a public pool disco. Uh, and they are uh, start to give each other challenges um, and uh, create a game uh, where they end up kind of pushing uh, the limits of their power and their strength inside the, this disco. And the game escalates and uh, they end up kind of losing control. Um, and uh, yeah, that's what it's about, I guess, yeah. Yeah, it's a fun ride. Mashmina yeah. <laughs> um, is a story of a 13 years old girl who lives in Nepal. And she, in Nepal, there are, uh, there's a big, it's a really world famous place for people to paraglide. And she works next to the paragliding landing field where a lot of foreign people uh, basically fly there. And she packs their paragliders for small change. Um, and then something happens and it escalates some story with her family and with the tourists who are there and it's based on almost a, like autobiographical or a real story or because I'm a paraglider pilot so I oh. was there five six years ago before I was a filmmaker right. and I did my first uh, solo flight there and so you jump from a big mountain like 3,000 meters and you jump and then when I was coming down to land which is of course scary you, you suddenly have all these children running towards you 
and uh, I didn't understand in the beginning what you know what they wanted. But then when I landed, they told me, "Oh, we want to give us your paragliding, your paraglider, so we can pack it." And then very quickly you calculate in your head and you understand that you have a dilemma because either you give them to do it and then you pay them something, but then it gives them an incentives to not go to school, basically. Yeah. Um, or you tell them, no, I will do it myself, but then they're just there standing and you're doing it and like they just came for nothing. Yeah. So, um, and actually when we were working on the film, this guy came to me and he basically told me like, wow, you wouldn't believe it. Like I just had yesterday the same thing that happens in your film, basically. This guy paid too much and then it created the whole like situation with the other children yeah. and because we auditioned him to the role because all the all the actors are non-actors basically ah. so we auditioned him for that role and he said yeah. he came to me like all like nervous and like confused and he had like a whole situation with the with the children so it was interesting yeah it did have uh, a kind of feel to uh, of documentary to it um, yeah mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not surprised to hear they weren't actors so so your your film's protagonist mm -hmm. is is dealing with uh some challenges and pressures right you've you, I guess, drew the situation then from this experience that you mm -hmm. had, but then as you built out the character's conflict, mm -hmm. um, she makes she makes an interesting decision. Let's put it mm -hmm. that way, not to spoil it. Talk about constructing that conflict and, and um, how you went about uh, <clears throat> crafting that world. Really, it's really like a strange story. Like I knew that I I knew about I was there, so I knew about it, and I thought it would be great to make a film about it. Mm -hmm. A year later. I was in LA and I met with a producer who just came back from Nepal and he told me, oh, I just made a short film in, in Nepal and I'm like, oh, really? I have a story for a short film in Nepal. And huh. I just made the whole thing on the spot, basically. The original version was different. It was um, about a man who has a relationship with, like a guy who has a relationship with the Packers mm -hmm. and he's very nice to them. But then... He has a fight with his girlfriend who's back home, and then he doesn't pay as nicely as before just because he's angry or upset, yeah, yeah. and then somebody does something as a retaliation. So that was the original one. But then when I was actually deciding to go, I just, you know, I just, I knew that I wanted to do something with, it has to do something with the actual packing of the paraglider and something that has to do with the exchange of money, and mm. so the story kind of like wrote itself, I guess. That's interesting. Mm. Um, so Fanny, these uh, these girls are not your your average girls. I think it's um, kind of indicated through the the title of the of the film. <laughs> I remember when I first saw it in uh, the list of films we were screening when we were doing the programming. And I thought, she pack. What could this be? Um, mm -hmm. So as you were saying, they um, kind of behave in ways where they're sort of testing power between each other. And what I, what I thought was interesting was that. Um, you were depicting girls in, in ways that aren't traditionally girly, um, and that was, that was really unique to see and interesting. Um, can, you, can you talk about how you went about crafting that kind of dynamic uh, in an all-female grouping, and particularly you know, young, young girls? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think like the idea came about because we were all an all-female crew ourselves mm -hmm. uh, and the idea came about when we were discussing who we were ourselves in that age uh, and we had all like been um, kind of raised typically girly in the sense that we had like uh, you know been you know well behaved you know taught to be kind of cute taking care of everyone else's needs right. be very you know kind uh, behaving 
uh, pleasing, but we also had super, you know, intense, uh, interesting memories of kind of pushing limits, uh, you know, uh, testing our strength, mm -hmm. fighting, uh, maybe not as often as our, you know, friends who were guys, uh, who did it all the time, and when we did it, uh, did it, you know, often we hit too hard or uh, ended up pushing it too far because we weren't used to, we didn't, didn't really know the limits of our strength in a way. Uh, and I, I felt that that, you know, that landscape was really interesting, you know, girls not really knowing the limits of their strength right, and, right. you know, trying to kind of, uh, you know, exploring that, that landscape. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and and also because you know girls have have it in them and they have the same needs as boys but they are expected to do it uh, and they they are never depicted in that way mm -hmm. in films even though they do it in reality uh, so so we wanted to kind of explore that on film and, and see how an audience would react to it as, as well um, uh, but of course it was also like uh, an ethical aspect to it kind of uh, like yeah. as you were asking how, how would I then do it with the girls uh, because there are some kind of uh, what we, yeah um, yeah ethically crazy scenes like yeah. they are yeah. for example in this is in this small sauna with a with a naked man that they are harassing for right. example right. Um, and and I was insecure as to how I would go about, you know, making it okay for the girls. Uh, but they were, you know, uh, I was kind of talking a lot to them about, like, f from a, an emotional, motivational mm -hmm. point of view. Like, they they are always doing all the actions they are doing are from, uh, you know, kind of wanting to impress the other girls all the time. They are right. kind of, you know. Always, you know, competing a bit of one upmanship. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There are two alpha females always trying to impress the other one, right. and kind of, you know, winning like the the attention of the other girls. Right. So they were all always kind of, uh, you know, they always had this understanding of why their characters were doing what they were doing. And they were critical of the, their characters, uh, you know, mm. uh, behavior. Right. Uh, so, so they, but, but they were understanding why they were doing what they were doing. Uh, and, and with this man, I was like trying to kind of, uh, you know, put, put them in the power situation because I, w I was afraid that they would feel insecure, but right. they, were, they were really in the power. There were eight girls and this poor man was going to be naked in front of them. So I was going <laughs> I was trying to tell them, like, okay, we need to be really kind to him because he's going to be really insecure, this right. poor man. So we need to be kind to him and kind of take care of him. And uh, I overheard this, one of them, you know, uh, you know, sitting to him when we had a repetition together with him. I overheard him, uh, her, you know, sitting together with him saying, I think you're super brave doing this. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I was, you know, trying just to make them feel secure. And, yeah. and yeah. Uh, I, I think they felt empowered uh, throughout the whole shooting that's uh, definitely how it looked on screen yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, then Thomason uh, you depict a, a woman whose role whose professional role um, has her in a place of uh, of being like a model in her yeah. in her community right as a, as a clergy member folks are looking up to her for strength and um, and she's going through a really tough time. And I remember when I first saw it, I thought it would be one of those um, like crisis of faith yeah, yeah, yeah. circumstances. And, and I liked how you, you actually moved it more into depicting um, someone who is in a posture of strength being vulnerable. Absolutely. Um, so 
I, I'm sure that was intriguing to you. Like, talk talk about um, why you wanted to kind of grapple with that dynamic and and maybe the challenges in in uh, being able to. Yeah, yeah. Do so. Absolutely. I think for me, you know, it was important to make a film about a a a woman that I think is very important. Because you know, um, I think for you know, this idea of pastors not basically grieving in a sense you know I find yeah. that you know I think they're meant to be really strong and I think I would I want to subvert that ultimately because mm -hmm. I find that you know most pastors you know they actually suffer more I think personally you know um, but I think this film really sort of like was inspired by my own experiences because mm -hmm. you know I, I was raised in a church and and our pastor is always seen as this incredibly powerful figure you know and um, and I wanted to sort of explore that because I find that they're powerful in appearance, but I think deep down, some are really suffering. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to find that balance of showing the suffering, but also showing the power as well. So that was really hard for me because, you know, my pastor actually inspired this film because I spoke to her and she told me that she lost her son when she was in her uh, early 30s. So she really inspired just how I want to craft this character, mm -hmm. you know, because trying to get that incredible balance where we see her she's smiling to everybody you know she's this sort of like this sort of like um this powerful person that is incredibly sort of like strong and regal um but but deep down yeah. she's going through this internal crisis that i think is is, is um it's it's making her feel very very sort of like weak you know, mm -hmm. ultimately so i think i worked with the actress to really try and craft, um, craft that properly mm -hmm. because I find that you know it's not easy you know and there was one scene where you know she had to cry in it and that was incredibly hard because you know I think in our in, uh, our world we don't see characters sort of like crying you know I mean you don't see black women no no absolutely certainly. Not. there's yeah, also yeah. that archetype no exactly and exactly. I didn't want to kind of distill it down to that but you no, know, no, a strong absolutely. black woman is, is yeah, certainly yeah. more what you see depicted and it's it's it's, it's very false because you know my mother I think she's you know for all my life she's always been this incredibly strong figure but you know there was one time I was 12 years old and she lost her uh, uh, sister basically and it was the first time I saw her really cry you know and it was such a an incredibly sort of life-changing experience seeing that because in all my life she's always been this powerful woman um, but that five minutes where I saw her you know in her room just sobbing was so, um, it was just inc incredibly powerful for me. So it really changed how I saw her, because I find, you know, you know, she has to be strong visually, but I think internally she's going through a lot of conflict. So mm -hmm. I really wanted m my film to really capture that balance, where, you know, th the church members expect her to be this incredibly strong figure, but really deep down she's struggling. But I think the main question I wanted to explore was, how can you love a God that takes everything that, that you love? You know, it's a, it's a very, very um, important thing that I've even, struggle with as well because you know you God is there God is loving and God is always present but when God sort of takes your son or your daughter or someone that you love deeply how can you serve that God so trying to sort of like capture that sort of internal crisis on film was so fascinating for me but also very difficult because as a you know as a man who actually you know loves God I, I wanted to make it incredibly objective right. I didn't want to show her you know just okay everything is fine it's all good right. you know I really want to show her like suffering deeply but her suffering is in internalized the suffering isn't very isn't it's sort of 
it's a, it's, it's a suffering that I think we don't see, but we understand. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, and I think I'm really lucky that I found an actress that could really encapsulate that on screen. Uh, because for me, she was the, she was the most important person, and if I, you know, if she couldn't really capture that, the film wouldn't have worked as well. Right. So, so yeah, I was very lucky. Kind of, so. so I want to shift gears and, and have you guys speak about the um, the visual, the creative, um, in in the constructing of your films, and um, you know, of course your film is shot in, in Nepal and has uh, a nice mix of of really sort of smaller scenes when we go home with your character and then like, you know, very vast looking vistas when we're out uh, on the on the jump space. And then yours has a very creative look to it. I'd love to hear how you collaborate with your cinematographer on, um, you know, some of the really color, wonderful color palettes uh, that take place there. And then yours has a very sort of, it's like um, visually depicting grief. You know, there's a, there's a real heft to the look of your film. Uh, share with us about how you crafted the <clears throat> So, like you mentioned, it has like a little bit of a documentary feeling to it, but it's completely not. I mean, it's completely scripted, and there are non-actors, and not, this girl is not a paragliding packing girl, right? But I still wanted to give it that documentary feeling, and uh, so there's only 17 shots in the film, so uh, in 15 minutes. So almost every scene is composed just from one one shot, right. essentially. So, um, yeah, so that was a challenge just to how to tell the whole story without cutting, right? And it makes it more difficult because then if you don't have a good take of something, you can't just jump to a different camera, right? right? So that was a challenge. The real challenge, the ironic challenge, is that uh, Nepal is just so beautiful that it doesn't matter where you point the camera, it's just gorgeous. Right. But we actually, I, I actually made the film less beautiful than it could be. And I was very conscious about not making it too beautiful because I don't like when it's distracting. You watch a film, it's like, oh, it's so nice. And yeah. you come out from the experience of the film. And sometimes, and you know, it's like, oh, the cinematographer and the director just wanted to show how nice they can compose a shot, basically. Right, right. So I actually had a f real big problem with my editor because when I started to edit the film, he found like a footage that I took the last day just for the poster. Like I just took extra, just extra footage to poster and trailer and whatever. And I made really beautiful shots because they were meant for the poster. So then the editor found this footage and he just started putting <laughs> it inside. And I'm coming, I'm looking at it and saying, what right. is this? Right. So we had this really big fight and I had to take out all these beautiful shots. And we literally had two versions. We had like my version and the editor version. And uh, yeah, and I had to tell him, listen, man, he tells me, but it's so beautiful. And I tell him, listen, I know that it's beautiful. That's but not it's what I'm not the to kind do. of film that I want right. to make. Right. You know, it, it was a very difficult decision in a way because mm -hmm. you know that people would be super impressed by some of these shots. But so, for example, there's a shot where uh, it's all shot in open relocations, right? So there's a shot where like cows are coming in mm -hmm. the shot and. So there was one take that we just like had so many animals in the background and so many cows and so many chickens. It's like nobody's going to believe that this is real. Right. People will be, okay, this is like too, this is fake completely. Right. Like they can't have 40 cows there yeah, in the background yeah. and We're birds flying. And, yeah. and we was like, cut, cut, cut. We had to wait, you know, just to have two cows really far in the background. Right. Even that it wasn't fake because it's just a relocation. Yeah, yeah so this is a really fun experience shooting there. And Fanny, 
Yeah, um, super exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, we um, we were um, when making this film. I wanted it to be. Uh, I wanted to free myself a little bit from uh, like social realism, which I had been working a lot with before. Mm. Um, just because I had been before really interested in like authentic. Authenticity. Yeah. Uh, now I, I wanted to go deep into subjectivity, right. um, so uh, we went just deep into the child's gaze in a way, and in, in, in subjectivity and kind of uh, trying to. Um, we talked a lot about like enhanced rooms and yeah. kind of. Um, I, I wanted to kind of use like her feelings, like the the uh, child that we're we're depicting, using her feelings from time to time, and kind of enhancing the environments and enhancing every room. Like the room uh, reflecting how she was feeling internally. Yeah. Sort of thing. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. And I think like the further into the film we went, like her and also the group, their kind of common feeling of kicking on their power, like like their uh, like. Yeah, the power of feeling that they had mm. uh, was, uh, you know, it was increasing and growing. And then, like the, the rooms were getting kind of uh, darker. The light was growing, going from like more pinky and girly to more red and dark and, yeah. and more dangerous right. kind of. Right. Uh, so, so we were kind of en enhancing and, and making everything more. Yeah, subject. Uh, yeah, more crazy. Like the more crazy they went okay. in a way. Um, so, so that was one thing that we were working a lot with, and that was both in like uh, cinematography, but also in sound and music and lighting and lighting, exactly, <laughs> uh, definitely in yeah. lighting. Um, and uh, we were also working like we were talking a lot about like the female gaze, mm -hmm. uh, since we were an all-female team, mm -hmm. uh, as opposed to the male gaze, which is like as like generally been objectifying women a lot mm -hmm. in film for so many years. Uh, because we were like, it, it's it's an interesting. We were talking about a lot about it's an interesting like arena. Small girls uh, in that age in like bikinis and, and swimming suits in uh, a swimming pool, because like uh, small girls in that age has generally been depicted like in like um, in stories about sexuality. Yeah. Uh, uh, in like in that arena uh, in films uh, and and we were thinking it it would be interested interesting if one would kind of start seeing the film uh, getting expectations like maybe this is going to be a film about those subjects um, and then it would end up being something completely right, else right, right, right. Um, and subvert expectations I like that yeah yeah exactly exactly yeah, yeah. and then we were talking a lot about how can we use kind of the female gaze uh, and a very uh, like empathetic gaze mm -hmm. uh, in both cinematography but also like in in music and mm -hmm. in sound kind of what what could the female gaze be in all kinds of uh, medias like mediums, uh, not only in like in the visuals. Right. Uh, what what could it be? We were just like talking a lot about that in the crew. Uh, so for example, in the music, uh, we were talking a lot about like how could we use, for example, uh, I wanted the music to be uh, to have a kind of f feminine quality to it, mm -hmm. which was you know growing uh, because they're they're being kind of destructive, the girls, they are behaving kind of destructive throughout the film. Right. So I wanted it to be like, I have, have a feminine quality to it, uh, but which was, you know, growing a bit like destructively in a way, but mm. also powerful, being powerful. And right. so, yeah, we were just, yeah, discussing those things sure. a lot uh, in, in terms of, and kind of trying to merge the visuals with the, the audio right. and 
and giving a very layered and textured sort of uh, depiction. It was, uh, it was really well done. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And Thomason? Yeah, um, I think for me, the most important thing was to capture grief on screen, mm. but capture, capture it in a very truthful way. So for me, I, I love black films, but I think um, there's certain black films that really fail to capture the essence of our black bodies. But so capturing black skin very truthfully, where you see the melanin, mm -hmm. you know, just really popping on screen. That was very important for melanin me to cap. It's, it's key, it's key, you know. <laughs> and I see films that don't do that. I see films yeah. that, you know, you have sort of white characters and, and black characters on screen. And, you know, unfortunately, the black skin doesn't, it's not beautiful. You know, it's always secondary. So I really want to change that because I knew my film was going to have an all-black cast. So my DP and I, we worked very closely to really craft in a film where that was incredibly dark, you know, that was dark but also very still right. as well. So we walked on just basically locking off all the camera. So the camera doesn't move in the film, you know, uh, and that was important for me because, you know, this character, is she is locked in her grief. She's trapped. Right. So I really wanted the camera to really convey that visually where we're just locked with her, right. you know. So when she's sat down, you know, like when she's preaching, it's, she's just incredibly locked in this dark space. So that was very, very, um, that was very key for us. But also what was also equally important was making sure that, you know, the film didn't look glossy at all, mm -hmm. you know, because grief, uh, themes around grief and death are very melancholy themes, right. you know. Uh, so for me it was important that the film had this incredibly sort of dark and um, melancholy vibe. Yeah, exactly. Very absolutely. Lights and yeah. Tones. So I think that was, re that was really, really key for us. And I yeah. think, I knew that it was set in one one space, which is this church. So I wanted every, all the extras, all the characters, just to be encapsulated in the space, right. you know. So, you know, we're just locked off with them. We don't really know what's going on. But really, I think there's this sort of, like, sense of un unnerving dread that's there, right. you know. We don't know if she's going to explode. We don't know because she's on the edge, ultimately, you know. She's... She's suffering so deeply that she's she's about to scream, but she and can't. You, and you do a great job of of really encapsulating that, as as all of you did. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, we're gonna end on that. Uh, I'm gonna thank you all for joining me and sharing about your work, and uh, encourage you to come and join us for the rest of Aspen Shorts Fest uh, 2019. Thank you. <laughs>